All right, so we're calling this one We Fucked Up. Um, well, we started doing this podcast, me and Drew and my brother Eddie. We were just playing, uh, we were just recording off of his phone on his Samsung Notes. So we didn't, weren't really recording off of the podcasting app or anything in particular. So the last episode that you listened to got cut off about 15 minutes were remaining. So we're going to do another one, just improvising now. And... Um, I always try to bring a piece of media that uh, speaks some truth to people. I feel it has the, the power to bring truth out. So um, whatever you are doing, go and listen to the song Overthinker by Enzo, I-N-Z-O. <clears throat> and uh, we just played it here, and uh, I want to see what these guys think, because this is one of my favorite songs, you know. Um, just a little background. I, I really can't listen to mainstream music anymore. After realizing that it's all basically propaganda and brainwashing material to indoctrinate you into the way of new world order thinking, I just can't listen to it. I, I know that it's attacking my brain and shit. So I've turned to like alternative music, like truth in music or music with speeches like this guy. It's like positive stuff. But um, Pete, Pete recognized that this was Alan Watts speaking. So so what do you think, Pete? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um... Well, I mean, uh, I think it takes um, a deep philosophers like Alan Watts, and well, obviously everything that he says uh, can't be true, or we won't agree with everything that he says, or probably not, probably anything, but. I think philosophers like him and others, they do um, arouse your mind in a way, you know. Um, they do uh, get you thinking, um, get you thinking outside of the box and, and to use your own consciousness. I mean, I, I mean, for me, I, I think the whole basis of writing and researching is, is not to follow any one group or, or any one man, but, but to use your own thoughts your own philosophy um but provided that it's congruent with reality and again what is who is or what is reality mm-hmm. and i think that's our ultimate goal in finding uh and like in this song i mean um i mean it's uh he he definitely does have the the diction the the mentality to get you thinking and see beyond the build so, um, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I really like the song I wanted to share with y'all because this is one of those songs. If I'm going to give a little bit of back, my backstory, I guess. Um, I didn't know that I had anxiety or like um, I overthought things. You know, I always thought it was normal for my brain to be running like at 100 miles per hour. My brain's always just thinking of ideas or concepts or archetypes, symbolism, all kinds of weird shit. And I thought that was normal. And then one day I was on Reddit and I think somebody posted a GIF of it was a guy. It was like a stick figure, man. And he was like spinning in circles, going down a black hole. And then somebody said, uh, if this doesn't explain anxiety, I don't know what does. And like, I don't know why, but I like directly connected with that image because I didn't know I had anxiety, but like I get very anxious about things that are that I have to do or coming up. I've heard it said in one way that anxiety is worrying about the future and depression is worrying about the past. 
You know, so my thing is I was always worrying about anticipating things that I have to do or things that I have to prepare for, you know, always overthinking. And it wasn't until that time that I saw that gift that I really, you know, started thinking, do I have anxiety? Because I definitely do feel like that, you know, especially when I'm driving. I get sweaty hands all the time for no reason. I'm like stressing about the traffic or if I see a red light or yellow light coming up, I'm like, fuck, you know. So I thought all of this was normal, right? And then I saw that gift. And then I like to take psychedelics often. And one time, um, I like to take psychedelics and meditate, right? So I was meditating and I was wondering, am I anxious? Why am I anxious? You know, and I was just trying to like psychoanalyze myself and see what is this? Why do I feel like this? This is not normal, you know? And then I started thinking about my childhood and how my dad was super... um, uh, he pushed me and my brothers to like try to be the best in everything. Like he would <clears throat> push us really hard in sports and you know makes make us run extra laps after exercise and you know always telling us no matter what you do in life you have to be better than everyone else. You know, and I grew up with his mentality and I thought it was normal. So I was trying to like get ahead of everyone else and like I guess step on people or like say fuck it all. It's about me getting ahead. You know, and it's led to this. I guess destructive way of thinking where I just want to get things done and get it over with. So this song, I like how Ellen Watts says that overthinking takes you away from the real world and puts you inside of your head, you know? You're not seeing things objectively. You're seeing them subjectively through your eyes and through your perception and through your ideas, you know? So you're not being... um, I don't know what the word is. You're not being... I guess in moment of truth, you're putting your own biases in what you're seeing. Someone cuts you off, you say, fuck them. But you don't know what's going on in their life. You don't know if their wife's pregnant, having a baby. You, know, you don't know what's going on. You know? So when you start thinking too much, you close out the, the world and put yourself first. And that's the ego. You know? That's the last place you want to be. So, um, so that day I was tripping. I was meditating. I was like, man, my dad was super hard on me, you know. But I, so I kind of psychoanalyzed myself. Out of that. I was like, why do you, this doesn't pertain to you anymore. You're an adult. You can make your own choices. I mean, you can just relax. That was when you were a kid. So I let a bunch of like weight off my shoulders go that day. And I feel like now when I start getting that anxiety, like I've asked um, Peter because he also kind of has this and he says he's doing these techniques and these practices to like try to ground himself because once you're there once you start thinking and overthinking it's very hard to like step away from that because you're stuck in this pattern in this cycle but now that you can see it now that you're aware of it that's the first step you know becoming aware of it once you become aware of it and that thing comes up again in the future you know you can be like okay i'm becoming anxious this is not normal let me take a deep breath and and cool down and I I have changed a lot because of that, you know. One little thing in the in the in the beginning of the day could throw the whole day off for me, you know. And now, you know, something bad happens, I'm like, okay, you know, fuck it. Things happen, you know. It's okay, take a deep breath, and you know, don't let that get stuck in your head, you know. And it's that's made a big difference, you know, awareness. So that's why I wanted to bring this song up to y'all. But anything else you want to talk about? Uh, can I say something? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Um, yeah, dude, I totally relate to you on that. Uh like anxiety and like worrying about the future and and I found it for myself that it today I had this realization I was kind of meditating at work and for some reason I felt like something like I felt like I left my body and I went up to like 
my mind and I was looking at things through the mind. Okay. While and you were working, like doing yeah, things? Yeah, no, not doing stuff. I was just sitting down letting my machine run. Okay, he's a machinist. Yeah. He runs so once he sets the machine up, he can just chill. It's just like watching TV kind of. So Yeah, cutting metal and whatnot. <laughs> but um uh but yeah dude I that happened and I'm like and I I remember like grounding myself again into my body. I'm like, oh this is how you this is how you stay present. This is this is the moment. Mm-hmm. You bring like you're when you're in your mind, your soul lives like in the mind. Okay. And that's why I like a lot of like Buddhist teachings and like um, Zen spiritualism. They really um, advocate to detach from your mind and realize that you are not the mind. You are not the personality. You are not the ego. Therefore, you are the soul, the the presence of love and abundance and peace. And you have to. That's why it's very important to stay. Try to practice being present every day especially in the morning before you go to bed because when you when you can get that down like that practice or that uh, routine of just being present before bed or even after bed like just sitting up in your bed trying not to think about anything and it's hard in the morning especially you wake up with a lot of thoughts but you had to do that day and this I gotta go to work yeah and to ground yourself then and to to kind of still your mind and try to like, put your mind at peace puts you in this like default mode of mood mm-hmm. and when you when you do it for like a month or a week even you feel yourself more present more in the moment day to day but if you if you don't do like these practices the breathing techniques the stretches that's why yoga is very good because yoga helps you stress your your spine your nervous system and when you can regulate the nervous system you can learn to be more calm and more present and like let things kind of roll off your back because it's a not when when you de-stress the nervous system you're you're not you don't get you don't get as stressed out anymore mm-hmm. it's just it's re-regulated your hormones can move up and down your nerve your nerves like more fluently and like you do these practices and like these meditations and telling yourself you're not the mind because in this moment when you're not detached from the mind, you think you're the mind, or you're more related to the mind, and therefore you can't really operate from the soul, from mm-hmm. the soul part of yourself. And when you can't do that, things can't really come into your life, or you struggle with things a lot. <clears throat> you're struggling. You're going yeah. against things. You're, going to, you're not going with the the soul. Will guide you to go with the flow. Mm-hmm. And you know how you have some days where like, oh, synchronicities or like you're having signs from the universe or even like today I ran into Drew. Um, where? At McDonald's. And really? Drew was like laughing his ass off. Like, Which <laughs> McDonald's? Like, right here? Yeah, down the road. Okay. And, right, uh, House of Pies. Okay. Yeah. That's so weird. But yeah, exactly. That's a synchronicity. We were lined up. We we're so, we're yeah. on the same vibration. You're on the path. Yeah, we're on the same vibration. The universe is like... Congratulations, you all both are doing the good work. Hmm. And when you operate from the soul, and some people it's natural to operate from the soul, and think just like those soul, when you operate from the soul, you get more interesting events in your life. Mm-hmm. Things you desire will come to you easier. And it just, it's, it's, and that's what people forget. They forget their, their, their soul, you know, and they, they forget that and they, they they operate from a place of ego and like personality they think this person oh I have this job and this car you know I have 
this thing, you know, and I ha I'm this image at work, and and it just it it nubs you to reality than here and now mm -hmm. and I think it's very important to try to detach from the mind and understand it because when you even when you detach from the mind some people are just like oh you, you don't use the mind no more no you can use it better now it's, mm -hmm. it's more you can you, you can you have more cash yeah, like yeah. computer cash yeah yeah because like if you're using it all the time you run out of energy and memory and yeah, mm -hmm. memory and when you uh, stop using it and you kind of just kind of focus on the present moment. Uh -huh. You don't hear that chatter no more. There's no more chatter up in your head. And that's why I'm finding out recently for myself. I'm like, there's no chatter no more. Like, I'm at peace. I can just listen to the silence uh -huh. and not have any thought. But, like, when the mind is still there. I can still use it. Uh -huh. And that's, I think that's, it, dude, it brings in more joy and more happiness when you can, like, be learn to be in the present the moment mm -hmm. because the moment in the present operates on the soul or through the soul or the soul operates in the present moment mm -hmm. and when you can operate in the present moment you're operating in the future and therefore you can bring future events to you um but yeah right when you were saying that about just like um so all that chatter in your head I and mean, we're talking about kind of computers you can kind of make a person you know, uh, compare it to a computer, you know, imagine your brain's a computer, you know, and you have like 20 tabs open, you know, things I got to pay, bills I got to pay, uh, uh, I got to meet up with this person, I got to turn this project in, you know, keeping all these tabs open, you know, you're, you're focused on all these things instead of what's right in front of you and what you should be working on right now. And then earlier too, you were saying something about yoga and techniques of grounding, you know. It reminds me of a podcast, this one magician, like not magic tricks magician, but like real magic, uh, uh, how to change your, your the, from base gold metal into uh, base metal into gold alchemy type of stuff. He was saying that uh, if you look at it biologically, you know, the human body has the sympathetic and the parasympathetic nervous system, which is uh, everyone knows that as fight or flight. You know, we as humans, um, we're kind of like these automatons that we have two ways of being you can either be on fight or flight you know i'm sure you've heard of this in biology that's that mechanism inside your body that for example if you see a snake if you're walking and you see a snake pop out of you that system kicks in and it's either you fight you're like i'm gonna fucking kill this snake or cut it up or whatever or you run away from it so when this uh mechanism gets activated in your body your heart starts pumping fast the body, the the blood from your appendages, like your hands and your feet, drains to the center of your body. No, how is it? No, the blood goes out into your arms, into your legs, so you can fight. You know, it prepares you to to go into war, or you can go into the other method, which says I'm gonna run away. You know, so you need you need blood in your in your legs and in your lungs to be able to run away. So when you're in this system of fight or flight. You know, you're not thinking clearly. The blood has been drained from your brain and it's now in your body so you can fight. You know, your mind's not capable at 100%. You know, your digestive system starts, um, produce, uh, starts um, digesting the food, you know, because it's getting ready to fight. So what happens in this day and age is humans, since we're bombarded with, from, from information on TV, on our phones, on social media, our work, our bills, we're getting attacked 
with stress through all kinds of sectors, you know. And if you don't ground yourself, you know, you can stay in this fight or flight system indefinitely, which puts you kind of in the zombie mode, you know. I think that's part of the thing that you can attribute to when people are asleep, you know, they're not really thinking, they're not in the present, they're working off of memory, past memory, open tabs they have in their head, things they're worrying or stressing about, you know. So like Peter says, it's very important that people do these techniques. There's many techniques. There's yoga, there's deep breathing, there's meditation, uh, boxing, sports, dance, writing. There's so many methods that people say that puts them in this state of flow where they're just kind of not thinking. They're just being in the moment and um, just going with the flow. You know, this is when athletes say they're they're at their best peak performance, you know. They're not really thinking about, oh, I got to make the basket in the hoop. They're just working off of the the hours and hours they put in practice, you know. It's just going naturally and just not putting any ego on it, just letting go and doing what the body knows how to do. But when we we don't do this whenever we're stuck in this fight or flight system, so we get kind of just overthinking, like Alan Watts says. Our thoughts are not... In reality, they're worrying about other things that aren't even in front of you. Um, to pick up on your thing about open tabs, um, what me and me and Drew were talking about, uh, like childhood trauma. I was showing, sharing to him about some childhood trauma I've been going through, and he brought up the the thing about corn and how corn has an album cover that has children with yeah, grown up. <clears throat> A new metal band, Corn. Uh, their album, uh, Untouchables. It's a new band, not Corn. Oh, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. But um, actually, I, I was going to tell you, Drew, earlier before, like we started, uh, starting the podcast and whatnot. Um, he was talking about open tabs, like in your brain, and like thoughts you're going off of, and it's the same thing with childhood wounds. People still mm. like fire off the same emotional traumas. And emotions they they, they haven't closed that tab. Yeah, they haven't closed that. So that oh, emotion's still okay. coming out through their adulthood, mm-hmm. and they they haven't um, set like they haven't um, accepted it and let it go. Mm-hmm. You know, let it run its and, course. Just yeah, like, let it or yeah. dealt with it mentally. Mm-hmm. And I will share like what how I don't know, y'all know how to do that like how to deal with like that past trauma mentally. I I I'm, that's why I'm very interested in psychedelic because there's this doctor. His name's Doctor Gaber Mate. He says that all these addictions and problems that humans have now as adults stem from childhood traumas that we haven't. Um, there's a word that he says uh, you haven't like you haven't felt the trauma and let it go. It's still inside of you. That's why it bothers you, and that's why it leaks. It leaks out into addictions or into stressing or into these little paranoias that humans have. And it's because they haven't closed the tab. Um. I figured out with myself on some journeys on psychedelics too, on some mushrooms, how to deal with these traumas you dealt with as a child. And, on you know, on a psychedelic, everything's amplified. Like, your thoughts are, like, real. It's, like, right there. Mm-hmm. And imagine going to a fear on that, you know, mm-hmm. on a heavy psychedelic trip. You see it there. You feel it. You feel like you're there. Mm-hmm. And... When you feel it, you feel it, and you try to understand it. Why? Why mm-hmm. did this happen? Mm-hmm. Like, and then you start picking out, you start using, like, un- your wisdom for your understanding about the situation. Like, I told Drew earlier about how someone did me wrong when I was a child. And 
I looked at that situation. I was like, man, I was so hurt. Like that hurt me, and that was affecting me in my adulthood. What happened to me, and um, I just didn't know why it happened. I, I evaluated and I evaluated. I'm like, well, man, this person, they were pro- uh, projecting this hurt. They're, they 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 received from someone mm-hmm. onto me. Therefore. They're just as broken as I am, you know, and they don't understand themselves enough to realize not to do that. So I have to learn to have compassion and understanding for this person that affected me in my adulthood. And that's what really lets it go. You understanding the situation Mm -hmm. and like understanding the background, not just how what the ego gives you like, oh, this person fucked me over, you know, there's more to it than just that. It's more to it, like it's just it's not, it's not as logically as you can see it, like that person was fucked up too, you know. You don't know what that person went through, and that's why that person was projecting things onto you. But like the saying goes, hurt people hurt people, mm-hmm. you know. But it's just they, those people have to learn how to fix themselves, and they just have it, and that's okay, you know. Maybe one day they'll find out, or maybe they won't. It's just, it's it's part of their path, and you can't like be angry at someone for that. You have to let it go and understand it, and just mm-hmm. feel it and move on. And I think that's what happens with um, with, with alchemy. That's alchemy. That's what that's what alchemy is. Dude. You go, you you like dissolve all this like lead, which is like the, the dark stuff. Yeah, the, the dark stuff. The bad stuff. And you get down to the core. Why? Why this happened? Uh-huh. And you pull out the gold uh-huh. that you understand. You understand this. You this is the gold you're pulling out, and you're extracting. Uh-huh. And when you when you can extract more gold out of these situations, the more of your joy and happiness like flies back at you, and your vibration just skyrockets. Uh-huh. Your understanding skyrockets. Everything with your consciousness skyrockets. Uh-huh. And but like in this hiding consciousness state, you have to be more aware that you're not the mind, and that things are gonna start attacking you. Like spiritual things will start attacking you, and that's why it's good to be conscious and know that everything that's that's floating around in your head, it's not really you. It's a spiritual warfare. Damn. You know what I mean? It's a spiritual warfare, and you have to realize that those thoughts you're having, like, ooh, what I, why did I think that? Dude, I've well, never seen it like that. Like, no, sometimes yeah. I get a weird thought in my head. It's not you. What if it's, yeah. It's not you. It isn't. It's you, It's spiritual warfare, dude. But, I mean, I, 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 I mean, not to cut, you know, you guys off or anything, but at, at the same time, I mean, those, well, I mean, I, I certainly do think, guys, that th- those thoughts come from you. Totally. But... No, but now, do you ever like driving now, and a weird thought like you weren't even yeah. thinking about something and it pops in your head? But now what I'm saying is uh, I don't think they all come deliberately, con- consciously from you. Yeah, that's but, what he's saying. I mean, yeah, guys, they all come unconsciously from us. Why? Because of all the media, um, uh, so-called programming, the music, the experiences, the people, the the conversations and all the ideas that we've had in our X amount of years of living on earth that's been embedded in our subconscious, mm-hmm. they, they come up at, at different times of the day. Why? Because I think scientifically uh, stating it, 
something must have triggered those thoughts. But to, what? To I feel up. sometimes I feel like oh, it's out it, of nothing. Sometimes it can be, but for every effect, there has to be a cause. Like uh, I remember hearing about this. Um, uh, this might be somewhat different, but I think it still pertains to the same scenario. I once um, uh, um, saw this speaker, not live or anything, it was through a video, but she had said um, one of the things that Disney does whenever you're walking at your park, whenever you're walking, you're, they intentionally put out the smell of food around their stores. Oh, yeah. You know, like cinnamon or some type of smell because that in turn, obviously, it... Triggers your hunger. Yeah. It, you know. So, but those thoughts have... It's scientific. Those thoughts have have to come from you and you alone. But the question is, what do you bombard your your mind with? Uh But, But they can't just come from... I think they they come from you whether unconsciously or consciously, but no spirit or no man could put those thoughts in you. Actually, yeah, they can though. <coughs> With, uh, like subconscious, so like like subconscious, like riddles. I don't know if you ever had subconscious I've, riddles, like like, how? like I don't know, like man, it's hard to describe, but or like they'll come up with some psychological like manipulation to try to get something out of you but it, it brings it out of you like it they or they put like a little thought like about oh this place is bad or something or they will do implant like a fear in you and it's easy. I, I think that i think that 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 all unconsciously comes from you though because I, I really don't think that there's any one spirit out there unless but then you said last time that maybe not unless but i do believe and again, guys, this is, you know, y'all keep it real, right? The research and reading about stuff, um, again, to back this up, I would have to cite many sources, right? But unless you intentionally open up a veil, and that veil from history and from other testimonies of people, that portal between the physical world and the spiritual world is opened up through what? Psychedelics? Yoga? But that's what I'm saying. Like yo, you could say driving is meditation, right? Because you're not really thinking; you're just driving. But it all depends on on the activity of the mind. Of Haven't the you heard of like when? Because once your brain waves start slowing down, mm-hmm. but like uh, the other day, I was thinking about this. You know, like whenever a person's in the hospital, right, mm-hmm. and you know they're on their deathbed or mm-hmm. whatever, and you know there's a little computer scanning right by them. Yeah, yeah. As long as those waves are in the same wavelength that we're in right now or somewhat similar, that means they're alive, right? Yeah, the, the, the beep, beep. But once it goes like, dee, flat line, a straight line. Isn't that sort of how our brain waves are whenever we're in a deep, deep trance or, or meditative state? So that person is dead. <clears throat> so the spirit, <clears throat> excuse me, is in like another, uh, the, the spirit left their body. Same thing for us. Our body could be hijacked. Our body is an empty vessel for um, uh, something to take, to take us for a joyride. To come in. A lot of people speculate there's a, there's a synonymous link with certain drinks being called spirits. Alcohol. And, and, and actual spirits. Why do some people black out? Why do some people, whenever they're drunk, they just have a different, different character 
or, mm-hmm. or, or a different personality than, than, than whenever they're sober. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, we could argue, guys, that their real selves come out or their subconscious. But also, too, I mean, I firmly do believe that, that as long as I'm me right now, a witch could come up to me and say, I cast thee a spell, but I won't fucking partake in that. I won't allow you. Only, only if I believe in that, then yeah, I'll start manifesting what you curse me with. But there is no human alive that that could ever put a thought in me. That, that's just literally impossible. It's scientific. Unless there's no science, unless there's science evidence for it to say that somebody couldn't plant a thought in you, then... No, but I think that happens all like, the time through media. Not, not through like 5G or certain... Like in the invisible world, yeah. But, I mean, our thoughts, for every effect, there is there is a cause. So, like, through, like, media. One, but we all both agree that, hey, there's, like, subliminal messages in media. Right? Yeah. Yeah, they, things like that. Yeah. But, but to say that, I mean, from my standpoint, unless I see evidence of that or science of that, you know... I mean, we're all we're all responsible for ourselves. So so we can't blame something or someone. Cause all we gotta do is just be more cautious of what we see, watch, taste, hear, and and the friends that we let com- uh, accompany us, the movies we watch. One, that's why you chose. You know what? I don't want to watch, or or I don't want to listen to mainstream music anymore. Because yeah, one, whenever you are driving, those lyrics which, you know, over time will be embedded in your subconscious. Yeah, mm-hmm. while you're driving, those thoughts will pop up. Mm-hmm. But I, I, guess, I guess we're on the same, uh, same wavelength, but what I'm saying is that those thoughts have to come from somewhere. And that's because of the music or the movies or the friends or the ideas that you entertain. That's what I'm saying. You okay, can be yeah. programmed through media. Yeah, exactly. It's yes. happening all the yes. time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's what, that's what Pete's saying, you know. Maybe you're yeah. just being yourself, but because of all this indoctrination and all this <laughs> subliminal programming, these thoughts probably are arising out of you, and you wouldn't have had them otherwise. I think yeah. that's where he's coming from. Oh. Yeah, yeah, because for every effect, there is a cause. But I thought you meant, Pete, that like somebody or someone out there, like within it, like for right no, now, no, they can just put a thought that's someone. No, like, no, I mean, sometimes for me, I, I can actually sometimes hear people's thoughts, and I feel like it's far away, mm-hmm. but. To get back on, like, your imprinting, like, uh, thoughts or something on the people, dude. Like, sometimes I feel like people's energy, like, when you get more sensitive and more, like, in tune with your soul, you can, you can like, feel that person's energy kind of lingering around in your aura, dude. Oh, yeah. And I think that's where sometimes, if it's, ne- if it's a negative experience, or, like, that's why, like, in the Bible told the Jews and the Christians not to hang around certain people because, well, the Bible is really saying... Those people have bad energy. Oh, yeah. And they don't want you hanging around those people or eating their food or eating the animals that have been with the women. Or with their ideas. Yeah, all of it is... And everything is grown, has energy around it, mm-hmm. especially things you Birds grow. Birds have around. a feather flock together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But, like, that's why... Especially in these days, dude, like, this, these times where, like, government's, like, trying to fear everyone and, like, guilt everyone to dumb down their vibration... I personally think they're doing that so people can be more deceptible yes. to taking a mark or mm-hmm. something. Because they're like, well, I have nothing. I, I can't do anything else. You know? Learned helplessness. Yeah. And uh, I think that's why it's really important to up your consciousness and your vibration and frequency right now. 
And I realized, like, it's not evil, dude. It's not... Like, I've, I've been, like, struggling with the thought, like, is, is meditation, like, up in your consciousness evil? And if you're, like, going to the subconscious, you know, and if you think about it, like, what, what grows your fingernails? What grows your hair? You don't do it. You don't mm-hmm. physically think, oh, I'm going to grow my hair, you know? Well, there's something just like you, but, like, it's in nature. It's in the air. It's in, it's in the earth. And it's growing everything. Like what we don't know what it is, mm-hmm. but all we can say is, "Hey, maybe it's God, dude." dude. Even even the Bible says it says God knows every hair that's on your head. Mm. And thinking about that, like if you think about that, dude, your hair is growing, and you don't know who grows your hair. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's just saying God is consciousness. God is the one that. Everything life to everything, dude. Mm-hmm. And the yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure there's a verse in the Bible that says that. Yeah, yeah, there's. And he knew I, you before you were born. Yeah. And it's crazy. It's crazy to actually like feel, understand that now with myself, and it mm-hmm. really helps me with a lot of the stuff I've, the practices I've been doing, and I really do like I, I don't hate on Christians or anything, but like I feel like they have fallen off spiritually. The whole community kind of fallen off spiritually. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking of my car ride today to here, and I was thinking about, like, vibration, like, when you up your vibration, your desires come true, and if you think about it, dude, but you go to church to worship God and, like, praise Him, that, that's, I think that originally was for upping your vibration and frequency to give that joy to God, so God can give back to you what you want to you in return, and but like people just go to do it you know it's not they don't they don't do it for a spiritual reason you just think hey we got to go to church to praise god and like read the bible mm-hmm. but i don't think they get the picture i don't think they understand like behind like that the bible is good and you should read it because when you up your consciousness you need to be aware of certain things that you're going to be attacked with and the bible is perfect to guide you with that and but like a lot of these people, they they're not their conscious isn't isn't there. They live in the society, and the society is okay, but like the society really corrupts your soul, dude. It, put, it gives you materialistic gain, and like it makes you more. It builds the ego, and it makes you have more of like a self-importance or in some type of way. And it doesn't matter how self-controlling you are. I feel like I feel like those things still consume you because the more needs you have the bigger the ego you'll have because you need to always feed those needs and therefore when you have to feed all these needs then you're putting yourself first a lot in your life and and you're neglect you have to neglect others in in order to put yourself first Mm -hmm. and that's why i think it's i mean i'm not saying money's bad or Mm -hmm. things are bad but it can be bad uh, we were just talking about the media, right? And about how how, how certain uh, things uh, um, how come into our head. What we expose ourselves to could have a negative or positive impact, right? Yeah. So yesterday I was watching Netflix. I was watching Riverdale season five, episode nineteen, and I caught a moment of truth that I, I want to play. Okay. On the. So what episode is this? Uh, season 5, episode 19, around 32 seconds. So Jughead is the writer. 
And and one, uh, whenever me and you and Eddie, whenever we were on this, I remember telling you guys a lot about Riverdale. Like, man, the whole plot, the whole theme is just basically what what I feel, what I think is happening today. But anyways, this is the truth bomb right now. Look. Okay. Woodward and Bernstein, Seymour Hirsch, Ronan Farrell. What do these people have in common? Uh, they're all journalists. Yes, they are journalists, but more specifically, they are journalists who courageously spoke truth to power. Freedom of the press. This is one of the most basic building blocks in a healthy functioning society, and we might take it for granted out here, but there are places around the world where information is controlled by dictators, and the truth is shaped to serve those who are in power. Kind of like what the Lodge Ledger does in Riverdale. Yes. Yeah, exactly like that. Oh, Hiram's book. But... Hell yeah. Yes. And, and basically, guys, Hiram Lodge is basically what I think the, the elites or the one percenters are, or the invisible hand, the shadow government, whatever name you want to call them. But basically, in Riverdale, Hiram Lodge is basically the guy who, who, who is, who's, who's infiltrating Riverdale. He's buying out all of the properties in Riverdale, trying, trying to, trying to destroy the town. Um, he even creates mobs, or riots, or protests, all in disguise to protest against the right thing. But but they all lead back to the interest of Hiram Lodge, and everything. So he, he's the even Jughead Jones even said. I forgot in what episode, but he even called Hiram Lodge the guy who's pulling the strings. Well, Hiram Habif is the guy who built the Masonic Lodge, the first Solomon's Temple. Who? Hiram Habif. Hiram. Uh, I think that's pretty interesting how they have the same name. That's the name of the guy. Yeah, it's all symbolism. Okay, but we passed the 32-minute mark. The 32-minute mark is going to be once we start sparking the, the, the blood and we start getting into real crazy shit. Because 32, 33, the moment of enlightenment. So here we go. Well, okay, well, 32 is a very, uh, everyone talks about what's 32 mean, why do all the secret societies talk about it, but. And 33. So here, here we go. This is my specialty, like um, occult knowledge, numerology, all that type of shit. So 32 is the number of transformation. That's why uh, water becomes uh, frozen at 32 and it unfreezes at 33. It starts moving. You have 33 bones in your vertebrae that lead up to your spine. Jesus died at age 33 where he ascended. You know, so this is just basically a number that they've used to like show ascension or transcendence from the basic or the material. So earlier Pete was talking about how really the goal is to raise your consciousness. Okay, and he was talking about churches and how people didn't know that going to church was going to raise your consciousness. Well, a lot of people don't know, but... All the things, all the knowledge and all of the um, occulted knowledge, you could say, from the past has been occulted for a reason to keep us from the truth. So, like, uh, that's why I came up with this metaphor of bricks in the wall. The elite and the people in control put all these bricks or lies in front of us that keep us from the truth. They stack these a bunch of lies in front of us and they keep us from the truth. And one of these truths is that spirituality or religion in the past was an actual, real, palpable, magical type of thing, you know. Um, back then, churches were built on specific ley lines and they were built on spe for specific uh, purposes 
of um, amplifying voice. So, you know, you go to an old medieval church in England, you can chant and the sound reverberates around the whole building, you know. And also the way it's built, the numbers in it, everything that's that goes within the building of a Masonic building because of Masons, they hold all this knowledge and all these secrets. They built these buildings in a way as to um, alter your consciousness. So once you enter the churches, you know, they're built to pick up and amplify the energy. They amplify energy, whoever comes in and whoever starts singing. You know, you go to church and you like really get into it. You come out with the raised consciousness. You feel kind of high. You feel like you've understood something like you've. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how to how to say it, but when you go to church or when you do these techniques for grounding yourself or really raising your consciousness, you feel different. You know, you're not at your base level of just waking up in the morning. You know, you feel like you've done something to actively change your your perception, you know, and I feel like. This in this modern age we lack that we have nothing to like really transcend the baseline normal everyday life. You know we live we live a passive life because we have things that we have to do every day. You know we have a, a pattern, but if we all incorporated some type of technique to like raise your consciousness, I think like Pete says you can have a, a juicier life, have a more just a better understanding of what life is all about. And but I mean we we also got to do um, like one of the the biggest altercations that I've had the past few months was now I myself deliberately don't identify or call myself a conspiracy theorist or a truther or um, or a conservative Christian. I mean my views at my verbiage obviously people will put you in a box uh, or or in a label right but I mean I mean the whole idea is to use your own thinking your own thoughts to filter everything because not even the red pill movement the truther movement not even the conspiracy theorist movement has it all in check I mean I just I just remember me blindly accepting any Info or statements said by a so-called truther page as facts without using my own consciousness as as Andrew, my own thinking, my own power, you know. So, I mean, whenever it comes down to like those numbers, thirty-two or thirty-three, I mean, uh, I I specifically remember thirty-three being being synonymous with um, higher consciousness, right? The so-called spirituality. In, in which I personally believe it's all, it's all a great delusion. Why? Because if you go into the book of Albert Pike, Morals and Dogma, he himself admitted that once you get to 32 or 33, you become the symbol of enlightenment, of, of, of higher consciousness, of, 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 a, of a spirituality, whose soothing powers are Lucifer or Satan. That's what Albert Pike said. Now, Illuminati formed in 1776 means the enlightened ones. Lucifer was known to, whenever he got cast down from heaven, to bring him the gift of wisdom. Supposedly, Alex Jones recorded the whole Bohemian Grove. I mean, to me, that's just really highly suspicious. Anyways, I personally think he's just a false agent, but whatever. Right? Some things get leaked out. 
but I remember reading that owl is uh, a symbol of wisdom. Because it can see in the dark. It can see in the, in the shadows where no one else can see. The occult. Hmm. Did you know that? And, and plus, if, if 33, if that was such a positive spirituality, uh, a positive movement, then why are people like Henry Ford, uh, Walt Disney, why were, all, why were they all 33, 33rd degree Freemasons? And one video that really opened up my eyes to the whole COVID-19 pandemic was um, one of my favorite researchers, uh, K.J. Osborne. Um, I got this video up right now. It's called, Here's How I Know That the C-Virus Is a Setup. It's from the scariest movie ever. Uh, so go to his podcast and you'll see what I'm talking about. But anyways, he lists about literally 20 to 25 to 30 Articles from the media all saying that, oh, t- today in Atlanta or in Alaska or in New Jersey, 33, uh, 33 cases of coronavirus, 33 cases on this day of the 33rd of December or whatever. So I'm going to play a small little clip about it and, and you know, I'll um, then we'll talk more about it. This is from the book Masons and Mystery at the 33rd Parallel. Significant though it was, the JFK assassination is only one among many calculated murders that happened along or close to the 33rd Parallel. The number of murders of people of high position and key witnesses along the 33rd Parallel is highly significant. Astronaut Buzz Aldrin is also a well-known 33rd degree Freemason and he's the son of a 33rd degree Freemason, Neil Armstrong Jr., who supposedly performed a Masonic ceremony. And and and, and, and one more thing, guys. A lot of a lot of the celebrities we know in Hollywood are are involved in Freemasonry. Shaquille O'Neal, Tom DeLonge from 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 Blink Blink One Eighty Two. Um, they're all involved in these occult secret, secret societies. Uh, in two thousand four, uh, in two thousand four's election, John Kerry and George W. Bush. They were both a member of Skull and Bones. George W. Bush was the Republican. John Kerry was the, the Democrat. But something like that, I mean, you know, it's, it's this whole concept of two sides of the same coin. You know, somebody playing the good guy, somebody playing the bad guy are both on the opposing teams, but they still work for the same secret. They still work for the same secret society. Um... Anyways, let me continue playing the video for a few more seconds. Three minutes after arriving on the moon, it's also believed that Freemason Neil Armstrong Jr. performed a Masonic ceremony 33 minutes after arriving on the moon. Indians at Waco, Texas was killed by the U.S. government at the age of 33 near the 33rd parallel. The famous UFO Roswell crash in 1947 was also on the 33rd parallel. Another very interesting fact about the 33rd parallel is that all of the pyramids in the world are on that line. In addition, the three most well-known centers of paranormal activity are said to be near the 33rd parallel. Atlantis, the Great Pyramids, and the Bermuda Triangle. The 33rd parallel is a path of power across the globe. Solomon's signal always associated with an important event. New case of C-virus now totaling 33. 
Three more virus patients die, 33 new cases in King County. Virus update, U.S. death total at 21,547 <laughs> confirmed cases in 33 states. Egypt confirms another 33 virus cases from Nile cruise boat. California monitoring 8,400 people for the virus, 33 have tested positive. With 33 virus cases, Thailand still welcomes Chinese tourists. China imposes travel restrictions on 33 million So in people. other words, guys, why mind fuck us with 33? If it is such a positive movement, if this is for, for higher enlightenment, why mind fuck us with the number 33? I mean, obviously, this isn't a coincidence, right? If it happened once, then yeah, but if there's multiple news reports and newspapers saying 33, 33, 33, you know, it's, it's mostly a cult-like. Virus told I'll, I'll do a few more articles and no then we'll talk about it. virus and 33 who returned from Wuhan. Australia confirms 33 virus cases over nine. And, and well, y'all can go watch that video off of this podcast. But just to know that these degrees are involved in Freemasonry and the Gmail app, the Facebook um, logo. Lots of many modern day symbol logos belong or, or depict Freemasonry. And this is, in, this is a society that most world leaders are, if not all of them, they're involved in. And so, I mean, why? And this is the type of concept they believe in, Gnosticism, Kabbalah. They all believe in this evolution of consciousness, transcendence, um, and all of the alike. All this is tied in into New Age themes, which is to- totally contradictory to uh, 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 contradictory to biblical Christianity, right? Um, again, you know, must we point out the obvious? The eye on top of the pyramid, which resembles the the all-seeing eye of Lucifer, all-seeing eye of Ra. Um, the Vatican, all of the all of the cathedrals. Um, they all have symbols of what? Pine cones along their walls. Pine cones was known to depict or have something to do with, with the third eye. Enlightenment and stuff. But one has to really wonder, what, what's this enlightenment for? What is, it, is it all a great illusion by Lucifer, who's also called the light bearer or you know the, the bringer of wisdom? Lucifer is also synonymous with the serpent. And the serpent was... That's the the snake that um, had Eve question that so-called cruel commandments of God and had Eve and Adam disobey them because the serpent, the higher consciousness or enlightenment told Eve that you guys are gods. And that's what new age, higher consciousness, all all of this new age stuff, that's what they ultimately teach you, that, that you don't need God, you are gods. And that one day we're all going to transcend to to a higher spiritual evolution. And I have reason to believe that whenever these so-called aliens or, you know, these light workers or starlight seeds or indigo children or these extraterrestrials, whenever they come down to Earth, they're going to come down in a time of chaos. And they're going to start pointing the finger at Christians who, who only worship Jesus Christ. And they're going to say, we can't come on, we can't, we can't 
be spiritually um, uh, revolved because these Christians are getting in the way. They don't believe in what we want to believe in, so therefore we got to put them to death. But is this really a good thing or a, a, a thing of light? Because we know this is synonymous with Lucifer, who, you know, if recording the Bible, it also says Lucifer disguised himself as, as, as an angel of light to what? Deceive many. We all see that the Bible says Satan is the father of lies. So the, the question is, is this new age theme, this higher consciousness, is all of this coming from the father of lies? Or is it really truth and honest and pure? Um, I have something to say about that because um, I I know a few like light workers or like um, empathic people they call them, and you know it's, it is kind of weird because I'm kind of one of them. You know I've experienced some things as as a child, and I understand who I really am, understand that I'm this person, but I don't feel like those people really hate Christians. If anything. <laughs> Those people have learned to have no egos to be a point where, like, oh, you believe in that? Good for you, you know, good for you. And I'm not going to try to convince you, but I'll tell you my experience and what mm-hmm. I go through, you know. No, no, but, they, they don't have to hate Christians or, or, or anything like that. I'm not saying they do. But like, no, they, I'm just saying that that philosophy is totally, <coughs> it's totally, totally contradictory towards the Bible. It's then, both on the opposite, though. But then it says in the Bible, in the end times, there will be prophets and saints professing God, mm-hmm. and God will throw down His Spirit onto earth. And like, what is it? What? Where, where's? But you don't see, you don't see any spirit like in the Christian community rising right now. It's like in a different community. And maybe oh, I'm you, wrong. Maybe, yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it. It is all lies. Maybe the spiritual awakening, the stuff I'm going through with myself, um, these other people going through the same thing. Um, they're reaching like a heightened consciousness, but they're more... Some of them are very confused, but I think... Sometimes I think it might be like a double... Double-edged sword? Yeah, it might be like... There are evil people that are enlightened or like... Um, they're coming out of this uh, spiritual awakening, evil, and some of them are. You know, some of them are are using this like psychological power that they discovered by fixing themselves for their own gains. You know, so, so like spiritual awakening. What is that? Spiritual? Okay, look, I I love this topic. Let's save that for next time. I think next time we'll we'll talk about it. But, but we still have an hour, uh, no, six minutes. Left. N- we're gonna close it out of that. We gotta close it. We're not gonna have a, y'all. When y'all go, y'all go. Y'all motherfuckers been going like on six minute rants. Yeah, no, it's no, but look, we're about to. This is what we'll do next time. I love this topic because I, I have a lot of shit to say about that. <laughs> we got six minutes. Y'all think that's a lot? It goes by quick. Okay, so look, this is what we'll do. I want to talk about this next time. You write some topics down, Drew. Spiritual awakening. Spiritual awakening right. and Christianity, because I also have a lot of like questions about this because I was raised Christian. And, you know, since we talk about indoctrination, censorship, infiltrating data, and um, spreading misinformation, why is it that everyone wants to believe the Bible as, in, as if it was never changed or, or fucked with, you know? That's the most powerful book in all of humanity. What makes you think it wasn't changed or moved in order to, like, make Christians... Because, I don't know, my thing is, if God is real and He made us all, it's kind of weird to make it only one way to get to Him through Jesus, you know, what about all the Asian people who lived before Jesus' time, or the Native Americans who never heard about Jesus, you know, 
if you want to go with the Bible thing and say that's new age and all this other type of stuff, that some of it, I mean, it does come from occult knowledge. We'll talk about Enoch too next time. I feel like some of it, I guess, can be used for good and to wake some people up, but depending on how you use it. Because I feel the, the way that the, this evil people, not evil people, but the evil people, I guess, yeah, the evil people use it is they use it as symbols to power their the sigils. The elite who control and rule the world, you know, they use these symbols to amplify their power, to make their magic come out into the world, you know. That's why they use the 33 and everything. But yeah, next time, let's talk about how. Uh, it's Christianity and this new spiritual awakening type of thing that's coming through New Age. If this is a good thing, a bad thing. So, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even say Christianity because Christianity in in and of itself, right now, it's. So I don't really, I don't really believe in Christianity. But my point is, and I don't even identify as a Christian. We, we all know that I don't live a life synonymous with you know a, 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 a Christian philosophy. But I do believe that, yeah, um, it is possible that the Bible has been hijacked. And I do believe that there was once an authentic word of God. But I still think that we still see a glimpse of it today. But Christianity, as we know it, yeah, it's, it's been hijacked. It's not authentic. It's not, I mean, I, you know, I really don't follow all of these Christian pastors, you know. Um, so, no, to me, it's not about, it's just... It comes down to Gnostics and the Kabbalah and Freemasonry and the Knights of Templar, just secret, occult secret societies believe that God is the bad guy and Satan or Lucifer is the good guy because he liberated mankind from God's supposedly cruel commandments and that Satan promises these fools that, hey, you guys are going to live forever through transhumanism, through through transcendence. You guys will reign with me, i.e. the New World Order, the 1% crushing down the, the the rest of us, the rest of the 500 million people on Earth, George Orwell, pitch for a large boot stomping on the human race forever and ever. That's what Lucifer promises these so-called elites, a New World Order of living forever, right? So they're not... That's what they believe in. Okay, we got to close. Then, we have one minute left. And then, Thank and then, you guys for listening oh, bro, to our show. Bro, oh, no, no, no. we, we got to... This will be... Okay, okay, go. And so then Christians <laughs> believe... But this is important, though. It is important, but we you can... Know, gonna, gonna, you're not going to sum everything up in one minute, though. In two, two minutes. Look. Yeah. And then look, and then look, and then look. <laughs> Christians believe... Christians believe the totally opposite thing. Right? So the point of it is who's right and who's wrong. If somebody does their research, their evidence, all of the dots point to this point towards God or God or Jesus Christ. Why? Why is the media constantly bashing these people, but not liberals or atheists or Satanists? Why? Why is the media constantly trying to do away with conservatism whenever it's it's all synonymous with with all Christianity? But why is New Age? And all of this stuff constantly being praised. So one has to wonder why. Why, why all of this hate towards this so-called Christianity? Voltaire once said, if you want to find out who your ruler is, ask yourself who you're not allowed to criticize. And all of the elites all identify with occult secret societies, with the whole higher consciousness movement, 
that's what that all-seeing eye Lucifer means, higher consciousness. So that should give somebody a glimpse about, hey, maybe what I believe in is all, it's all, uh, it's all a deception to make me think that I'm part of the light. But it all comes from Lucifer, the counterfeit light, mm-hmm. the light bearer, the father of lies. Anyways, that was a moment of hardcore, real, organic truth for y'all. Thank you. <laughs> Truly. Thank you. Okay, guys. Thanks for listening to us. Say peace. Later, dude. All right. Uh, stay tuned. The next episode is going to be fire. Bye.